In today's episode, we continue our conversation with Katrine. She's a prosecutor in Denmark and gives us a little bit of insight on what that's like. Here's our conversation with her. What are your views on the justice system in general in Denmark? And what do you think is great about it? And what do you think, is there anything that you think should change? Mm. Well, I I think like in general, it's it's really great. Um, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm a bit biased because I work in it. So like, I have to say that it's great, but I, I, I really think it is. I mean, um, I think we, we, we have the right focus on like, we want to, we want to punish people and we want to sentence them. But we also like the most important thing is like, we want to make sure that they don't reoffend. We want to make sure that they don't come back. And um, I mean, I think we do a lot of things to, to, to really take care of that. I mean, I think we're great with, um, with the mentally ill, which we have, unfortunately, we have a lot of those because, um, and I think we're great with, um, with young people. We really try to do like a lot of things to, to make sure they get like back on track in, in their life. So I, I generally think it's good. I mean, I have, um, I spoke to a lot of defense attorneys because I, I wanted to ask them like, what, what do you, think of the flaws and I think uh, the thing they mentioned the most is because because the judges are used to prosecutors like mainly prosecuting cases where we we think that we can we can win or like get a conviction that a lot of judges may be prone to thinking that what the prosecutor says and what the prosecutor presents I mean it's uh, then then it must be true because we don't we don't bring any cases to trial where we don't think we'll get a conviction so so naturally you, yeah uh, i was just going to ask if you think that the focus should be on punishment or rehabilitation rehabilitation definitely yeah. i mean i i think there are of course there are some cases where you 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 can't rehabilitate people i mean but we don't have a lot of those cases i mean we, um we have people who get like um like life in prison we have people who get like if they are i think i think we just call them like psychopath okay. i mean mm -hmm. i actually think that's like a like a, a, a diagnosis we use in, in the Danish legal system if you are um a psychopath if you don't have empathy if you don't right. understand how your actions affect other people punishment i mean it yeah. um it doesn't rehabilitate you so and, right. and we can't fix you. So the only thing that we can do is like to, to lock you up, to prevent you from being right. a part of society. But that's like half a percent of case, right. cases. I mean, right. Yeah, it's not like, that's not my impression. It's not about punishment. It's about protection uh, for everyone else. And right. you can't help these people. And um, also our prisons are not like the United States <laughs> prisons. So no. Right. Well, um, Katrina, I asked uh, Ellen this question a long time ago. Are there any serial killers in Denmark that you know of? Because I don't think I've ever heard of any. Yeah, um, we, we had a few, but not really. I mean, because we're such a small country, we have like, I think, 90 or 100 murders a year. Wow. So we, we, are, we are very, very small and we keep very good track of our population. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very hard for serial killers to be able to like keep 
killing. Okay. But we had we had one guy, I think, um, Peter Lundin. Yeah, I think he actually yeah. he was convicted of murder in America first, and then yeah, he was he extradited was. back, yeah, to Denmark. Mm-hmm. And he he killed um, his new girlfriend and her two sons, and he was wow. convicted of killing his mom in America. Wow. Oh wow. So he's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and then we had um, you know Ellen Ammerman. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I I forgot about him. Yeah. That what the unpleasant person. And that's a real like a serial killer because that went on for many many years. And it did. Um, yeah. And I thought about that um, the guy who made the bombs in the seventies or eighties hit them in the uh, playgrounds and stuff. Oh yeah. But I don't think he ever killed anyone. It was just so. I think you call that domestic terrorism, even though there didn't mm-hmm. seem to be a real point to it. So I don't. We don't have. Yeah, I'm a man. He he's the one that that's a serial killer, but I yeah. can't think of anyone else. Um, no, I mean I I can think of a lot of people where if if we haven't caught them, they would probably do it again. Yeah. 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 But okay. but, but but for the most times, I mean they're they're caught after their first killing. So they never kind of had the opportunity to turn into serial killers. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, are there any cases that haunt you that you've tried? Um, well, not, but not in particular. I mean, I have, I don't think if, if, there is something like that haunts me. It's not. It's not the severity of cases. I think you get pretty, pretty quickly, pretty detached to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's more like um, like the people you meet. Where I'm, I, I, I think you know. I wonder, I wonder how he is today. I wonder if, you know, if I see a, a mom who's like completely distraught because her her 17 year old son is going to jail because he just won't stop committing crimes and he had bad company. And I, I sometimes think like, I, I wonder if, if everything is okay still, but, yeah, but yeah. I don't, don't or have, I, yeah, exactly. So I think for me, it's more like it's, it's the people. Yeah. That, yeah. That makes sense. And do I understand correctly that uh, about sentencing that life in prison in Denmark is like an average, they sort of an average of 14 years or something, 16? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's the average, but I mean, life in Denmark, and that's like a, that, that's like a common misunderstanding. I mean, life in Denmark is life. I, we, we, um, the people who are being, um, like you have to be pardoned from a life sentence if you have to like get out of it completely. And the people who were ever pardoned, it's because they are um, very old or very sick. So they get to spend like their last uh, months living outside of jail. I mean, I think that those are the only cases. And I mean, some people are like paroled. Um, but I think the guy like now who spent like sort of the longest time on a life sentence, it's like 33 years. I think he's been in jail now and he's, he's still in jail. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if you get paroled on a life sentence, are you then on parole 
for the rest of your natural life? Yes. Okay. Unless you're pardoned. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I thought that, yeah. So, but then you can start asking for parole after um, six or seven years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure of the years, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a long, <laughs> a long stretch of years before you can ask for parole, at least yeah. like with Danish glasses on, yeah. Yeah, and that that's up to a judge maybe and a panel. I'm not sure. I've, but there is like a parole board. It, it doesn't go back to. No, no, no. There's a. Um, yeah, we're off this. The only the only um, cases where we look at um, uh, parole, it's with the mentally ill. Yeah. So okay. so we we yeah. Then we look at their cases because they get um, they get not a sentence, but they get um, they have to maybe. Um, undergo some kind of specific treatment or they have to be uh, admitted to a, a mental hospital. And then after, I think it's five years, um, we look at it and, and see, should we do another two years or are you ready to get back into society? And, and that's in the courts. Yeah, okay, okay. So those go back to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you... Well, I saw you, I met you in a group and Kathy did as well, but yeah. <laughs> we both were like, oh, let's talk to her. <laughs> and uh, that group is about, um, it's a podcast that we listen to about wrongful conviction. So how did you um, get interested in that? Well, I'm just, um, in general, I'm just like a big sucker for true crime, I think, like I've, I've always been, which is... Um, well, that's kind of strange because I, I work in it, but I think sometimes the um, the cases in America, they I've always said to myself, like, if I should be a defense attorney one day, the only place like it would make sense for me to do that kind of job would be in America because it's my impression that especially in a legal system like the American legal system, the defense attorneys are so important. I mean, they, they fill up such a big role because there are, I think there are more gaps in the American legal system than in the Danish legal system than you can fall through. Mm -hmm. So your defense attorney, having a great defense attorney is like a matter of life and death yeah. sometimes. And in, yeah, and in Denmark, it's, it's not the same thing. I mean, for most cases, there are, I mean, they are there, but they, maybe they can get you like a, a month off your sentence they it, it that doesn't make a big difference but I, I feel like in America it does yeah yeah I, it seems to me that a lot of court appointed attorneys um, defense attorneys want to do that just make deals and you know get a lesser sentence rather than fighting for the innocence of the person yeah I also think they I I mean I have the impression that they have like a really huge caseload yeah yeah so of course, you can you can pour your entire life into a case if you have like two hundred cases on your mm -hmm. right. And yeah. not only that, but they don't have the money that the state has to hire um, experts and um, no and investigate. No, and, that's, and that's kind of funny too with the um, the money aspect of it again. Like in in Denmark, we um, if the defense want us to do any further investigation, like we have to do it. 
we have to uh, interview the witnesses or um, talk to some other doctors or anything. And we don't have, I mean, um, we don't have like expert witnesses that you can pay for, like that you can hire. If an if um, if the defense team in Denmark in like really rare rare cases want to get like um, like a an expert, the state will pay for it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like for yeah, DNA right. testing yeah. and stuff, like for DNA testing, they yeah, the state the state pays for it. Yeah. The more yeah. I'm learning about the United States justice system the more i think that it's skewed towards anyone that has money can yeah can no matter yeah, what their is. crime is they have more of an option than people without money it should not should never be it should never be set up that way it's that's not justice jude that's no, a it's not. segue into the next question oh <laughs> <laughs> it's um do you think that justice is equally applied across socioeconomic groups in in denmark Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't matter yes. if you have money or or not. You get the no. same defense. Yes. Yeah. You do. You you get the same defense. I think the difference can be um, if you're from a higher socioeconomic group, maybe you have um, a better knowledge of what is going on, a better understanding of what is going on. Because I know that they are there are some some publicly appointed defense attorneys in Denmark who are not the best and. I mean, we, we see this because we work with them. Right. So we, we, we kind of like joke to each other and say, okay, we're, we know who we're not going to call if it's us one day and we know who we are going to call. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the normal people, maybe people from, um, from the poorer groups, they, they don't know it and they don't see it and they don't understand it. And I have had cases where I've thought, okay, if you've had, if you had a different lawyer, maybe he or she could have, done more for you mm -hmm. but because we don't have these like really really strict sentences i mean of course it's yeah. uh it, it's always um it's always difficult to get like uh like a conviction for something but let, let's say you're wrongfully convicted in denmark and you get maybe three months that you serve like uh in your house with an and um, what they call angle monitor on right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's not like if if we get um, a wrongful conviction and people spend the rest of their lives in jail in Denmark. Okay, that's so you, you don't know of that ever happening. I've I haven't heard of it. Okay. No. Okay. I mean I, I'm sh I'm sure there there might be. I think especially um uh rape cases are yeah. difficult. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Especially like um, the ones who are in a relationship or like a former partners. And mm. because in rape cases, like there's always just those two people present. Right. And they each tell their own story and the, the court system kind of decide like, who do we believe? What seems more likely here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I guess it, it's, it's very possible that sometimes we get it wrong. I yeah, but I, I haven't come across anything major, just, yeah, a couple of cases from way back, but um, it doesn't seem to be an issue in the same way, but I don't know as much. I haven't followed as many cases here, but uh, I think it has to do with, like, prosecutors like you, Katrina, making sure that the prosecution is fair and 
not taking on cases just to see if you can get away with it just go like let's just win just to close a case yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think the the uh incentive aspect as i understand it i don't think police has like any pressure on them to close as many cases as possible no nope. or am i wrong yeah because i think that's a huge issue in the states like if you get bonus if you have closed a lot of cases or you get bonuses really yeah or yeah i think prosecutors oh, prosecutors don't they get um they get credit for every every case that they that prosecuted or actually put somebody in jail so they actually kathy well, do I, I don't misunderstand yeah. that well they're prosecutors and um that like the da's uh they're elected officials so they say mm -hmm. well look i got you know 45 convictions and people you know are like oh wow that's that's great but 40 of those are wrongful convictions they don't care you know they don't mm -hmm. bring that up and and they defend their their wrongful convictions to the end they you know and even even the next prosecutor tends to support the former prosecutor with their convictions so i don't know if it's if it's a bonus or, or monetary compensation but they do you know it helps their their record to be um re-elected mm. that's so dangerous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it, it, it yeah i'd say that's, mm -hmm. that's why we have so many wrongful convictions that's why yeah. we have an innocence project in like every single state reinvestigating yeah. um but it's so hard so hard to get a conviction overturned here yeah ellen what do you remember what um uh marty tanker well, no no i was talking about um um paul cialino said oh. how many years it's like an average of 30 years yeah well, well 25 25 okay yeah oh wow to get it to to get a conviction overturned and a and, quarter and of a million dollars at, too like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars as well yeah, yeah. And also, oh, if, you, wow. if you look at the cases that are overturned, it, they're very obvious. It's not like, mm -hmm. you, you know, oh, my God, I could have done this wrong as well. Thank goodness we found this out. They're very obvious from the start. And yeah. still, it takes this long. That's uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. disheartening. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I think it was um, uh, one of the names you said. It wasn't Marty. Um... Deskovich? Yeah, Jeffrey Deskovic. I mean, it was so obvious. He's from Texas, he was correct? Innocent. No, New York. Oh, okay. He's in he's in New York. His case, I mean, the DNA proved that he didn't do it. Right. And it still took what? Yeah, it still took ten years to get his conviction overturned. How? Because he confessed. Oh. So and he confessed because of, he was fifteen, I think. And he was interviewed yeah. without a parent and he was oh, of course he was <laughs> they convinced him that he did it and blocked it out i mean so yeah. i mean come on exactly yeah. oh god these are the kind of cases that ellen and i are talking about that yeah. it shouldn't take 
so long to get them overturned. No, it shouldn't. The second you get like a different DNA hit, just put him out of jail. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. let him out. Right. And then use 10 years to figure it out. I don't care. Yeah. But don't keep him in there. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Well, I think the prosecutor said then that, well, he didn't rape her, but he killed her. Yeah, because of the DNA was oh. someone else's. So that's yeah. what happened with the uh, Central Park Five as well. I think, didn't, yeah. he, didn't the actual person end up confessing? He was arrested for something else and he confessed to it. I can't think, remember. I think that's how he ended up getting his actual innocence. Mm. But yeah, it's. Wow, that's crazy. But that's kind of the problem with the, like, um, the whole process with the police. I mean, the interrogations by the police, like that's a huge problem. Like yes. we, we, we cannot interview anyone under the age of 18 without um, a lawyer a legal guardian or someone like from social services it's just we're not allowed to we cannot you know um interview them under any circumstances also if you're mentally ill you have to have a defense attorney present Mm -hmm. or we the police can't ask them any questions and also the police in denmark are not allowed to lie to people i mean i think that is so important yeah, well, just the uh, idea that a police officer can sit there mm-hmm. and be like, "Well, we have your DNA at the scene, mm-hmm. and it's a lie." I mean, right. I, 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 I don't get the reason behind it. No, it's like tricking people. To get the, yeah, to, it's yeah. a lie to get the truth. It seems uh, counter. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you if you can't solve a, a case without using like dirty tricks, you're not right. good enough. Right. Yeah, like, you, need to you let can't. It go. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes down I, I, to just like I was, we were saying before, it, the amount of convictions that you have under your belt, and it's not necessarily rightful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just, I, yeah, I just found out about that that a minor can be interviewed by a police officer. What three years ago? I just found out. I'm like, if my child was, oh no, mm-hmm. oh no, they better not yeah. even think about it because. That's just, that's devastating, you know? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. if the police officer says to them, oh, we have your DNA found at the, at the crime, how would it have happened? How did your DNA get there? And then the kids mind, they're like, I don't know, maybe, you know, and they come up with a scenario. Well, then they just put themselves there or, yeah. you know, so. Yes. That's, that's or how it they think, oh, time. maybe I did sleepwalk. <laughs> you know, how did my DNA yeah. get there? So then they start believing crazy stories. Just that's uh, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, because their minds are malleable. They you you can, you know, like what happened with uh, Jeffrey Desmond. He they convinced him that he did it and blocked it out. And you know, he didn't. How old was he? I think he was fifteen. 15 wow. in high school. Yeah. 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 But it, it comes back to what you said, Katrina, about when you have plead guilty to a crime, you have to be able to articulate well enough yes. so that you don't take the fault for someone else. So yeah. some a confession like that would not work in Denmark. Nope. Uh, no, because, because you have someone... to repeat it in court. Yeah. I mean oh, okay. yeah. Yes. I mean, we, we, we have um, the, the police, they, they take written statements, like they interview people and write it down so we can read it. But that written statement is 
it's pretty much useless in court. I can't just sit in there and read it. I have to have the person who made the statement sit in front of me and answer my questions one more time. Tell me what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and you don't so- know that um, if the person actually said that or if the police officer just decided to put that, like what happened in the Jennifer Jeffrey case. I know you're aware of that case in, mm-hmm. in Texas where the police officer typed up a confession and t- said, here, sign it. And after yeah. hours and hours of interrogation, she didn't even read it. She just signed her name and confessed Wait. to a crime that she didn't commit. Yeah, so I was curious about that, Cassini, about what is uh, what you can admit to trial. Like, you, it's not admissible to have, like, do you have police officers uh, testifying about what was said and stuff? No. No, um, the police can't testify about what was said to them. Oh, okay. The, the police can testify about the circumstances of the interrogation. Like, um, uh, did he seem drunk? Did he seem out of it? Did he seem intoxicated? Did he understand what you were saying to him? You know, that, that kind of thing. But we can't put a police officer in court and be like, did he confess to you? And they'd be like, yeah, he totally did. I mean, we, we, we can't do that. No. Do they re- are they required to record interrogations or no uh now they are now now we do audio uh recordings yeah 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 which makes it a bit easier because like a lot of times people i would be like um if they if i asked them in court like all right did you steal that car and they'd be like no i didn't and i look down at the report and i say well did you tell the police that you did and sometimes they would be like ah no no i didn't and before that, I had to, I, I could read from the written statement and they could say like, oh, wait, he must have misunderstood me. I didn't say that. And now we have audio recordings. So I can just press, press play and be like, well, this is you saying it. So yeah. tell me what up. And, and they're admissible. <laughs> you, can, you can play those recordings. In, yeah, uh, we, can, um, we can play them if, if, um, if people say something different. Uh, in court than they did at the interrogation we can we can present that to them like we can't we can't just play the whole thing but we can play like pieces of it be like i want to play you this and then you tell me what's the deal here yeah okay so will someone say in court i feel i felt pressured by police or i misunderstood or will, will people come yeah. up with reasons to yeah yeah, I mean, I think um, up until a few years ago, the most normal one was um, the police under- officer misunderstood me. Like, um, I, I, I didn't quite say that, and he wrote something else down. But now it's becoming, like, more and more of a thing to be like, I was pressured by the police. Like, he forced me. And I think um, if you are in Denmark, that's kind of... Um, it's like it's almost funny. It's a bit because the police in Denmark they I they don't do that. I, I mean they different they don't kind do of that. policing. It is it really is. I mean we we sure do have uh, police brutality and stuff, but it's not it's, sure. it's a whole. It's a different. It's more like a public servant uh, thing to be a police officer and not. Uh, Policing, policing, if you know what I mean. I, I don't yeah. know. Do you consider in America that 
police or like public servants? Yeah, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be, sure. Okay. We, we never, I don't see police in Denmark. I talk to, to people in America about this as well. I don't, I don't see the police. They're not everywhere policing people. No, no. I mean, I, I, I think in, in Denmark, people in general have a lot of faith in the police. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they, in general, I think they trust the police. Which they should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. in 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 my opinion, I mean, we I know because we also prosecute um, police officers who has done something wrong, and um, there's not a lot of them. Hmm. There the, there really isn't, mm, and the yeah. things they do are not. I mean, they're not that serious. I think we had one who stole, um, he stole sodas from the police station. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And brought them home. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Or he he was uh, driving drunk in his spare time. Or he was sometimes. I think we had one who was like hitting on a witness, which is super inappropriate, and he was <laughs> like fired fired immediately. But wow. I've never seen a case where they have like intentionally messed up an investigation or intentionally mm-hmm. tried to to get someone in jail. I, I don't see that type of cases. No, I agree. I I haven't heard you know, inappropriate, only in like a hugely political scandals, like with the whole Tibet thing and everything. And even then it was yeah. the police that got thrown under the bus completely. So, yeah. so you, they, they don't have like extra privilege in Denmark in the same way that I sometimes feel they have in America, like they don't have any accountability in America? Yeah, that's or, what I was going to say before. There's the qualified immunity where, you know, the prosecutors, judges, police officers, mm-hmm. they can't be prosecuted for misconduct, which I think is wrong. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, I understand <laughs> that, that you're not, you know, that it's to make sure that people are, you know, obviously people are going to be upset if you sentence them to life and death and and stuff like that and you and you don't want to be liable as a prosecutor just because it was your job that day that to to get sued by the family for example for mm-hmm. for something but but it so there's a good reason for some kind of immunity but to just not have any accountability at all is risky sorry to interrupt but we're at eight minutes now okay so yeah i, I think that um if you have qualified immunity, that means you don't have to have integrity. I mean, you should only be afforded Mm -hmm. that kind of luxury if you have already proven that you have a lot of integrity. And then you might grandfather into that kind of situation as a judge or something. But I think you have to prove yourself to have high standards. And, you know, you don't take kickbacks or money for things. And you have good morals. I just think our laws here are good that for people who don't have integrity to benefit from, and that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you um, you can prosecute judges in Denmark. You they can. have immunity. Okay. No, nope. oh, you can't. Nope. Okay. No, you can't. Okay. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because we but but that's to protect them from um from the politicians getting involved okay so like in in a worst case scenario the government is is corrupt and want to remove all the judges and put them in jail mm -hmm. they're protected from that i mean so so you have to um you 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 have to apply to remove a judge's immunity before you can prosecute him oh. or her but cool. i've never heard of of such a case actually mm -hmm. never no. and and but, but um, yeah these days i personally am very happy that judges are you know immune from the politics mm -hmm. of everything yeah because, um, i think it's very dangerous slippery but slope. oh god you're you guys you your your supreme court is politically appointed i mean yes. how insane yes. is that i know yeah. <laughs> i mean come on mm -hmm. the the the, the highest court of the entire country, the one who is keeping up the constitution, is appointed. politically appointed. Yeah, for life. They have, I, I, isn't yeah, it for, for life. life? Yeah, yeah. They can it's never get yeah, fired. There's no term. Nope. And then you have like uh, your former president, who just right before he went out the door, he just put put some crazy people in there, and yes. the role we weighed, and oh god, no, oh. no. Yeah, no. that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. We're yeah. going to be dealing with that but fallout just, for years to come, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's that's just. Yeah. I mean, so Denmark is looking nicer and nicer to me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't watch some trials. I mean, our we're so broken here. There's no help. I could see if we could fix it, but there's so many ways we're broken. It, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah, knowing where to start is the, the hard part. Um, so, make a podcast? yeah, <laughs> make a podcast. Make a podcast. Um, yeah. So, Do, I, I just I have a follow up questions about the judges that you say they're usually prosecutors and therefore maybe come to it from that perspective, not necessarily biased, but that's just, you know, they know the role and how, how much you have to bet all the cases. Do, do you have any judges that have been defense attorneys first? Um, yeah, I think there might be a few, but not not a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think it's because of the way that we educate um, prosecutors in Denmark, because um, if you want to be a um, defense attorney for the first uh, three years that you work as an attorney, you're not allowed to go to court you have to pass a test first. Mm -hmm. And prosecutors, I mean, we also have to pass a test, uh, like a written test and then uh, a trial test. But the difference is that uh, in those three years, we're allowed to go to court. So from day one, as a prosecutor, you go to court. Yeah. So I and think that's, that's why, and, yeah. yeah. So we have a lot, a lot more court experience than uh, defense attorneys. So. A lot of people start off as a prosecutor, and then they switch later on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Because I just thought that if you're going to be a judge, it would be nice to know that you have a judge that can see it from both sides. Or not. It's not as adversarial in Denmark, I think, as it is in, in the States, but it's just you would know more about stuff anyway but uh, yeah, yeah it's a it's a career thing yeah like definitely. That, that, yeah 
yeah and i also think maybe it's um it's also kind of like a culture thing i mean i in, i my impression is that in at least some parts of the states it's like the old testament kind of a, a, an eye for an mm. eye kind of thing like we and and you guys are very emotional i mean i'm, I'm a cold scandinavian dane we don't <laughs> have that many emotions mm-hmm. so so if a prosecutor stands up in front of an american jury and they just like blow all the horns all the feelings like everything and people are crying on the jury and i mean of course they're going to convict and you don't get that in a danish jury you don't get that in a danish judge i mean we don't we we look at facts it should we don't be just get the caught facts. up right. in in yeah. emotions yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So as i think it's also the culture as an emotional person i can tell you that i do react emotionally but there are, are many Many times I know that I need to step back and take my emotion out of it and look at it clearly. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you can get notified of when our new episodes release and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Touch by Crime. Thanks, and we hope to see you again next week.